This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome. Welcome back. It's been a while. I've, uh, I've, uh, what are my excuses for not doing a podcast? Oh, I had a, to do a special. I taped a new hour special and had, I have a book out, which I'll mention in two seconds. And, uh, I had to do shows for that, and I just got overwhelmed. I don't have the fire that other people do, but I'm back today with Greg Fitzsimmons, my old friend, and uh, yeah, we haven't done the talk yet, but I'm going to go ahead and say it was probably good. If it's bad, then uh, then it's just a subjective thing, right? So either way, I could keep this in. Uh my book, thank you for coming to Hattiesburg, is out. You can go on Amazon, buy it, or you go on my website, and there's a little pop-up, non-annoying pop-up, with all the links to buy it. And uh, go to feralaudio.com. They bring you this podcast and other podcasts. Uh, Todd Berry Podcast t-shirts, toddberry.com slash shirts, or shirt. I think it's shirts. Try both of those, and then don't buy a t-shirt. No, do whatever you want. And uh, I think that's it. Here's Greg Fitzsimmons. Greg, <laughs> I should tell people what just happened. Um, you asked me to do your podcast. We're in New York. We're at the Comedy Cellar Studios. I don't know if it's called that, but you asked me to do your podcast. And I said, oh, that's weird because I was going to ask you to do my podcast at some point. And you're like, well, why don't we do both? So you just interviewed me for your podcast. And now I'm doing it for you. Which do you think is we? I didn't even ask you who should go first. I just yielded to you because it was. Oh, did we, or did we talk about who should go first? No, I don't think we did. No, but I did it just. I was like, oh well, you asked me and you set right. it up. And although I would argue the second hour might be better. Really? Okay. Well, let's. Uh, you know, you get warmed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we got the the, the juice flowing. <laughs> <laughs> I never use that expression ever. The. Uh, you're in New York. Let me, well, let me, yeah, I'll do this first. Yeah, you, uh, you're writing for Crashing. Right. How'd you get that gig? I've just, uh. I don't mean that in like a, how'd you get that gig? <laughs> I mean, how'd you get that gig? Um, I think it was mostly through Judd Apatow and, uh, Pete Holmes. You know, uh, I've known Pete for a long time. And then Judd, as, as you know, has been doing stand up. Yeah. Pretty hardcore. So he's at the comedy store a lot. Uh huh. And I've had him on my podcast a few times, and we got to know each other. And then he asked me one day they were do, they were going to do two weeks of uh, kind of brainstorming for season two. So he asked me if I wanted to come in and do that. Oh. So I said sure. And so we did the two weeks, and then it went well. So was then, that here in New York? No, that was in L.A. And then the two weeks went well. So then when they were staffing for season two, he asked me, "Do I want to do it?" And I said, "Fuck yeah!" And he goes, "But three of the months are in New York," and I was like, "That's tough." Yeah, the family, right? But uh, it's, you know, I just feel like it's a really good show, and, and it's him and Pete, and I just felt like it's a good opportunity. Yeah. What is two weeks of, that sounds like the dream job, two weeks of brainstorming? Right. Where you just sit around drinking coffee and throwing ideas out? Telling road stories. Seriously? Because, well, yeah, because, oh, that's you know, the show is basically yeah. like, you know, what, what it was like when we started. Right. Especially since I started in New York, it was perfect. So who else was in the, at the brainstorming session? Ian Edwards, you know. Ian. Oh, I love Ian. Yeah. I uh, wouldn't say that in front of him because we, like, we have a little contentious relationship. <laughs> no, you don't. No, not a real one. Just a uh, we playful. Oh, really? Yeah, I love him. Oh, that's funny. He's super funny. And then um, do you know uh, Jamie Lee? Yeah, she's funny as well. Beth Stelling? Yes, funny. Um. I'm trying to think if there's any other comics. I think that's it on the comic end of things. And then there's a couple other writers. I think it's like seven or eight writers. So do you, uh, how do they divide it up now that you're staffed? Do you, does like, Greg, you're going to do this episode based on that idea you had? Or is it everyone works on everyone? Um, kind of, 
Every, I mean, I've got a script that's got my name on it that's about Bill Burr. It's uh, Oh, really? It's just it's a crazy Bill Burr episode. I got a Bill Burr story. Do you? Well, he just is something I've... It's not a big story, but I just remember this is just one of those things where uh, you know someone at one phase of their career and then they become huge. And yeah. I just remember a moment where Bill kind of says, hey, man, do, it's better to keep the mic on the stand or take it off the stand. Like I was like, whatever you feel good with, and then then go play arenas. <laughs> but this was like you know, 15, 20 years ago or yeah, something. Right. I was like, hey, nervously asking my advice, yeah. and yeah, and uh, well, he made that work. Yeah, but uh, so you have a whole episode of Bill Bill Burr, pretty much. Yeah, is, is that based on experience you had or? No, it wasn't really my idea. I don't know why I ended up writing. A, I think I ended up writing the Bill Burr thing because they know that I know him and. Um, you know, I kind of had his voice just pitching stuff, but uh-huh. no, I, I have some ideas that kind of turned into parts of other episodes. It's all fluid. I think everybody, everybody pitched stuff and stuff came together and Pete's very like, um, strong. He has a strong narrative, uh, on, on each episode. Like he really, he really knows what he wants to do. And, um, so, so he's, he's, you know, writing every script with each person. Right. And then Judd is there to basically come in and just go like you know you this happens like you'll be working on episode five and you'll pitch something and it'll be like i like that but we can't because in episode two in the second half so and so says this thing and we're like you know no episode five you really need the energy to be up here because like he just gets big picture right and he really tracks things he's just really like so, so much sharper than uh, almost anybody I've ever worked with just, you know, has just great vision for how the show should be. And then Pete is really good at his, own, you know, writing dialogue and the details of it. So do you guys, if that's in Brooklyn, you're doing that? Yeah. There's, that's where the offices are? Yeah. Greenpoint. Huh. Okay. There's huge stages over there. Oh, that's right. I've yeah. been there, I think. Do you, um? so what's like a day, like what's a writing day there? Easy, well, because we were, we wrote for like five weeks in L.A. where we did like a lot of the heavy lifting, uh-huh. and then we kind of got ahead of ourselves. I think we were in much better shape than they were in for. See, I wasn't there for season one, but I think they came to New York with less written. Mm-hmm. So we had the shapes of all the episodes, and I think we had um, shooting. We had like rough drafts of like maybe half of them when we came here, and so um, we come in and sit around the table and go through scripts and punch them up a little bit and uh pete is off kind of writing the he'll he'll write the actual script like i wrote i wrote the script for bill burr but it was still considered an outline and then he comes in and really like reshapes it and oh wow adds stuff and so he's he's does a lot of the the real like you know fine tuning is he the final cut of it no no i think him and him and judd are really collaborative with each other about it so do you guys when you're actually writing, though, are you are you like in separate offices, or is it you guys sitting around one big table? Sit around a table. There's a the whole time, room. really. Most of the time, and then we split off. Like I have an office with a couch, oh, and uh, yeah, I asked for a couch as soon as I got there. I was like, you know, because they're big, they're big rooms, uh-huh. and the down. I noticed the downstairs had offices that, um, you know, they shoot billions there, and they shoot okay. like a couple other big shows. So they have like tons of offices, but everything's dark because this is the dark time of the year for TV. Yeah. And so I said to the um, the assistant, I go, hey, can you give me a couch? And he got me this fucking brand new, beautiful brown couch. Really? Yeah. So I got it in my office and then I'll, uh, you know, I'll go over there and I'll meditate. Did they buy a couch for you or did they just- No, no, they, 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 had they brought it from downstairs. Do you meditate? Yeah. Because I've got a meditation app that I've used sporadically. Do you, yeah. What, I'm curious about it. What does it do for you? It just and how do you do it? I just burn out around two o'clock. You know, I have lunch and then I just get so fucking tired and pointless. Like I really feel like my brain doesn't work. Uh-huh. So I just sit there for twenty minutes. And I I, I went to the TM place, the uh-huh. Transcendental Meditation place, and I went for like a week. And they teach you, you know, you don't need to go for a week. Anybody can meditate. It's really fucking simple. I mean, the apps are, are the app is all you need. Yeah, I still haven't quite figured out what it does for you because I, I mean I sort of it slows me down sometimes if I like in a good way it's well it stops all those thoughts that just go around in circles in your brain in your brain all day yeah it just stops them and they're gonna start again but at least like you slept you know and it really is like sleeping when I come out of it I feel like I just woke up you know like you go into you actually go into 
a level below REM, which is what you sleep at. Uh-huh. So you can come out of it with like the equivalent of like an hour or two nap. Oh, because there's times where I've I've actually fallen asleep, and I told someone I know who meditates. She goes, "That's because you're tired. That's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just means you're tired. Right. You weren't in some zone or anything. But um, so how do yeah, you? As a matter of fact, you're not supposed to get into a position where you can fall asleep. Yeah, they say sit upright. Yeah, which sit is not up comfortable. Right. Um, yeah. Well, you don't have to like sit upright in a chair. You can sit on a couch. Yeah. But just don't don't have anything holding up your head. Right. Don't lie down. Right. Do you um. So do you say anything or is it just... Yeah, I have a mantra. You do? It's just one word that you say over and over again because you... it keeps your it keeps your brain from going other places. So just anytime you drift, you just go back to this word. Right. Am I, am I allowed to know what the word is or is it private? Yeah, you can't say what it is. Okay, that's fine. But if you just use OM, that's fine. Okay. Like Russell Simmons, who's really into TM, wrote a book about TM and he just said... He even says, like, you don't have to go to a fancy school or anything. He's like, just say OM over and over again. Tells you how to sit. Gives you the basics. Yeah, because uh, in the app, they're like, you know, there's a lot of, like, um, the negative thoughts comes in, acknowledge it, and then let it pass. Yeah. It's like, well, what does that mean, acknowledge it? You know what I mean? Like, isn't that, what I'm, isn't that the problem is that I'm acknowledging them? Like, are you ever supposed to just shut them down and go, no. Like, um, seriously, like, do you, do you have just crazy thoughts where you just go, that, I know that's a crazy thought. And No, you just, you, it's almost like you're a fly in the wall noticing something happening uh-huh. in the room. You just kind of go like, oh, you're having that thought where you think that you're going to die penniless and your children are going to have no home. Uh-huh. You're having that thought. But you don't feel the thought. You just like see on a on a cognitive level that you're, that you're doing that thing. Yeah, that maybe do. acknowledging isn't the right word, but. It's more like noticing. Yeah, notice it and go, okay, that, I had that thought. And right. then you move on. Right. And it's also like, it gives you creativity. It, there's, a, there's a ton of benefits. There's a ton of health benefits. I mean, it's like one of those things where people go, oh, that's the new thing. No, it's like thousands of years old. Yeah, yeah. It's like, does it. I think twice a day. 20. Stern does it twice yeah. a day. Um, 20 minutes each time? That seems like a lot of time. I do it once a day. How do you time it? I mean, that's... I set my... Oh, you actually set my, a timer. Yeah. So you get... Which <laughs> the purists would say you shouldn't. You should just know. Right. But if I do it, I'll end up doing it for 40 minutes. Oh, really? See, I, yeah. I would worry I'd end up doing it for four minutes. Because <laughs> it is... It's, it, for me, it's a, it's a challenge to stay focused. But they always tell you, you know, don't worry if your mind drifts. Yeah. Like, I, I get it on some level. Yeah, it's, it's weird. That's the part I haven't really mastered is like, if my mind wanders, I think I jerk it back to the mantra a little harder than you're supposed to. You're supposed to like gently bring yourself back. And like even even so, like even TM will tell you to like, can, you can continue the thought as long as you're aware that you're watching the thought uh-huh. and then kind of find your way back to the mantra. Do you have any like uh, quick fixes? Like do you ever freak out on stage and you have a little thing that you do? Or? No. No? I need that. I've been, especially on those long sets in like Tampa, Florida, where you're just like, you're only 20 minutes through and you're yeah. already like, just done. Yeah. Because um, someone told me like, and I use this sometimes, is just think of a balloon that's the ugly thought and then it just pops. Oh. That kind of, that's kind of helpful. During stand-up you've just done that? I've had it because sometimes my mind will drift. And I'm afraid I'm going to say something horrible on stage yeah. or, or whatever, just the, whatever self torture kind of right. thing. And then uh, I just go, you just go, oh, it's one of those balloon thoughts. And yeah. then you move on. Kind of helpful. Yeah, those visuals can be great. I mean, that's the thing that's kind of um, cool about self help is it's easy to laugh at that stuff. But like, if you if you just read a little bit of it and you pick up a couple little things like that, it can really make yeah. a difference. Because even sometimes you'll see like Anthony, Tony Robbins or whatever that guy is, and, and you go, okay, that is he is making sense right yeah. there. I'm not going to go to Madison Square Garden and spend eight thousand dollars on a seminar, but <laughs> yeah. that little nugget, All right? But so this right, so is your family coming out to visit you at all? Yeah, they're going to come out for three weeks in July. Oh, that's good. And it worked out good because uh, I got this um, I got this apartment in Brooklyn and I, I got it through somebody on the show and um, I was a friend, as friend of a friend. And so I move in and it's like the woman shows it to me and she's like this uh, kind of sophisticated, she's in advertising or something. And so the place is done up. It's got all new appliances, washer, dryer, oh, nice. fl- like high ceilings with floor to ceiling oh. windows. And, um, you know, everything's painted white and it's new. And I'm like, this is fucking great. Nice couch. 
and uh, and I settle in, and it's a Sunday, and I kind of move in, and then I I got the Sunday paper. I'm sitting on the couch, reading reading oh, the paper. I, think I know what's going to come, but and all of a sudden I hear I hear clank. Keep reading the paper, clank, clank. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I get up, I walk to the window, and there's a uh, a recycling machine, and there's like a line of homeless people with shopping carts oh, with bottles. Fuck. <laughs> And they're sticking their bottles and their cans and they get their receipts and they go to C-Town and they, they cash them in. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And I had the window open. So I shut the window and it's like pretty good noise canceling window. Uh-huh. Um, and then at like six o'clock or seven o'clock, they have a grate they pull down over it. So it doesn't go all night. Oh, okay. And I'm gone most of the day anyway, so it's fine. But it was like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that you had some upstairs neighbor that was no. four thin floors or something. That's the thing about New York. Is like you you can you on paper you get a great apartment, but you better spend a day there before you. That's what yeah. Someone said it'd be great if you could. They should let you live in it for a day or two. Yeah, because then you find out oh that asshole at every night at eleven o'clock you know does an aerobics class in his apartment yeah. or something. And, right, and oh, and then it's like and also like that reason what was going on there is like you can't complain about these people who are like living off of bottles. It's just like, right. fucking hate. To, Turn it down, man. Yeah. Uh, but wow. So it sounds like a nice apartment, though. It's nice, but uh, I'm very sensitive to light. I don't sleep well. No with blackout light. curtains? So I went out. I, I spent 120 bucks on some blackout curtains on Amazon. Sent, you, them to my, sent them to the apartment, put them up. How did you do that? Did they See, I had, I had a blackout curtain experience where I was like, I don't know how you just... Like shit like curtains and shit. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this, but that's what happens on the Todd Berry podcast. You go off on tangents. <laughs> But like, just I remember getting shades once, and then it's like, yeah, this, in three weeks some guy will come out and measure them. Three weeks, mm. and then he comes over for ten minutes and measures them away that I never would have thought to measure them. Yeah, it's like all right, now six months from now you're gonna. Yeah. It's like really, kid? Yeah, can this be done in like two days? No, I did it in one day. I got them sent overnight. Got them, got them two days later. And they fit perfectly. Well, they're pretty standard. They were 96 inches long <laughs> yeah. and 52 inches wide, which is exactly what the window was. Oh, yeah. And so I, I got on Amazon Prime. They sent them in a day, and they were sound and uh, oh. and light. Does the sound thing really work? Though? It works a lot. Really? They're pretty thick. Got them for 120 bucks, which I thought yeah, was pretty reasonable. Yeah, that's a that's a. They bargain. sent them over, and then she already had curtains up, but they were like sheer. They were like white sheer curtains because uh-huh. she's a designer, I think, right. and she was like so really into good. that. Yeah. They want them to look good, but it doesn't really help with the light. So she had these little tiny clips, like a ton of them. There was like 25 on each on each curtain rod. So I got up on a – she had a little mini ladder, and I went up, and it took me took me like an hour, but I was like so driven to get it done because I hadn't slept in a couple days. Uh-huh. And so I got it done. I couldn't believe it. Next morning it was pitch black. It's almost sometimes it's almost too good because it you really don't know like what time it is, and it's well, like, that's what an alarm is for. I know that, and there's I have a watch also and a clock, and a phone that tells me the time. <laughs> but <laughs> when do you wake up? Do you set an alarm? You don't. You just I wake up. I try not to, but I mean sometimes I'll do if I feel like like if I go to bed real late and then I feel like oh man I'm gonna. I don't want to sleep till, because I do feel bad if I sleep till one. Yeah. I know there's no logical reason to feel bad, but I do feel like, yeah, I just feel like, all right, this is a little significant chunk of the day that I fucked up. Even so though what's, able, what's late? Staying up till what, four in the morning? Four or five, yeah. Four or four, five. Four, yeah. Yeah. But. And what do you do until four in the morning? I've been, uh, well, me and my girlfriend watch Chopped. <laughs> we watch, uh, we've been watching this thing, The Keeper. Oh the yeah, keepers, I like that. Or is it yeah, keeper? I like that with the nuns. Yeah, that's intense. Other yeah. stuff like that, and then uh, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I, even before she moved in, I would stay up till at least two. Hmm. But so she doesn't have to work in the morning either. No, she does. So she'll stay up till four in the morning. Yeah, and yeah, go to work. Right, right, right. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> She's an air rough. traffic controller. I just made that up. <laughs> but I give her like the most, the worst job you'd have being tired. She's a brain surgeon and uh, air traffic controller also, though. Both of those things. She does both those things. <laughs> Double shifts, but no sleep. They, uh, how many sleep, how many hours sleep do you need? Nine. You need nine? Yeah. Solid nine. If I can get eight, but then after a few days of only getting eight, I need 10. Really? Yeah. Oh, you got to really, you really do the math on it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. 
Can you sleep on planes? Like in a second. Oh, that's that's a gift. Yeah. Even in coach? Even in coach, I put on, um, I call it my mini suicide kit. I have an eye mask, uh-huh. Bose earphones, which I think you, you're a fan of that product. <laughs> and then I put on like my hoodie and um, I just listen to books on like, I'll, uh, there's this one podcast. It's actually done by Feral Audio, the same company What's that does called? yours. It's called Sleep With Me. Oh, yeah? And it's this guy, and he's really boring, and he has a very mellifluous voice, uh-huh. and he just talks nonsense. Like, he tells stories that are really boring and silly that he makes up, and I defy you to stay awake for longer than seven minutes when you listen to Is that to the guy. idea of it? That's the idea. It's like he's trying to put me. you to sleep? Yeah. That's funny. How yeah. long is the podcast? It's like an hour and ten minutes. Sleep, what's it called? Sleep, Sleep With Me by Feral Audio. <laughs> An hour t- so he's doing it knowing that like the last half of it, you're you're not making it to Yeah. Me. Oh my God. Yeah. That's great. You should try it. So are you like aisle or window? If you're, oh, window. You have to do I got one. window and then I got this new thing. Oh, and I always had a neck pillow, but there's this new- find a good one, man. Well, here's the new thing. All right. It's a front pillow because that's the thing is my head falls forward and then I wake up. This thing goes under your chin and around your neck so, and it holds it holds it on the side so your head can't go back and forth and it keeps it from going forward. I got a seat behind me. I don't need the pillow behind my neck. Right. I never understood that design. And now uh, it, it's I, you could sit anywhere. You could sit on the, in the middle seat and you'd be fine. Because I got a fancy, it was like Amazon's number one neck pillow, and it was a conventional neck pillow, but it had an under chin thing. Because oh, it that does. But it was still like, it was like sleeping on like a blow up, you know, pool toy or something. Oh, is it a blow up one? I don't know if it was blow up, but it had that that firmness and not yeah. the plushness that I want. Right. But God, it's, yeah, that, that head jerk. Yeah. So this is just, this looks just like a... No, it looks a little weird. It looks like a... Like you've been in an accident. And you can sleep all right with it. Because, you know, being in L.A., you fly, like, you're lucky being an East Coast comic because most of the gigs are on the east side of the country. And, you know, you've got San Francisco and Portland. Yeah. That's about it. And then all the other gigs are here. So I end up flying across the country a lot. Uh Uh-huh. And so when I get, I always book the first flight home. I'll get like a 7 a.m. flight home from Philly or Atlanta or whatever. And then I just get on the plane on a few hours Let's talk about that now. Yeah. Why do you do that? Why do I fly home? Because I want to see my kids. Okay. And they I, go to they go to school on Monday. I can't argue with that. Right. The, uh, not that I would argue regardless, but uh, <laughs> how old are your kids now? 13 and 16. Oh, man. Yeah. You still want to see them. That's great. Still want to see them. I know. <laughs> That's great. Man. Yeah. But that, yeah, because I always have this theory. It's the Todd Barry get your sleep before you leave theory. Which really? Which is like... So you fly out at like 11? Um. If I can, yeah, because I feel like, you know, it's like you do two shows or whatever, or a late show, or you go out or whatever, and then you're like, I'm choosing to get only four hours of sleep? Mm. Like, well, this is- To get home and be tired? Yeah, to go home and then immediately go to sleep. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I do see the, uh, do you, um, let's talk about your frequent flyer thing, mm. game. I talk about that on the show. Yeah. What are we looking at? Just hit two million on American. Did you really? Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, that's lifetime. I don't mean I right. have that in the bank. So you have like 800 and something thousand United. I know United, but. Right. Uh, no, I've, I used to fly almost all American because I had the gold status. So yeah. bad. it used to be on American. If you had gold, you got upgraded like three quarters of the time. Yeah. And now I fucking never get upgraded. I rarely get, I mean, I have gold on United and it's like, you get like better, those premium economy you get the premium seats. Economy, like you yeah. can get them right from the get go. Yeah. And also another thing they do, which I like is that like within 24 hours, you can just, if you want to like, if like, Hey, you know what? I can wake up early tomorrow. There's an early flight available, free change. Oh, you can do that? Yeah, but... but. No, but I get... I get um, Virgin's the worst, because I, I love the airline, but now they... But their frequent flyer program sucks. Yeah, it's complicated. It's complicated. And now they got bought by Alaska. Yeah. And I'm already seeing a difference in the in the service. They they got uh, smaller planes. Really? Or, you know, there's less space in the seats and um, less screens on the, on the chairs. It's all downhill. Really? They, yeah. They've actually changed the physical plane? Yes. Ooh. Because yeah. Virgin was like, I remember, I was like, this would be my airline if they flew to more than six cities. Right. And also, I will spend an extra 50 bucks to fly Virgin over yeah. another airline. That nice purple lighting. and Yep. Oh. Better looking stewardesses. 
Yeah, and the uh, the sort of ordering, like no cart through the thing. You just order a drink oh. when you want a drink. And the terminals are really good. Like they got a lemonade in the in the terminal at JFK. They have a or LAX. They get a lemonade. You know that that restaurant lemonade. Oh no, I don't. It's like a really high end uh, buffet kind of a restaurant. It's called lemonade. Lemonade. Oh my god. Lemonade. So what status are you at now? Are you still at gold? With American? Yeah. Well, once you hit a million, they give you lifetime gold. Oh. So you don't have to keep qualifying. That's the least they can do, right? Yeah. For a million miles. Right. Damn. The um, any celebs on the flights? You got any stories about that? Yeah, one time I was flying with, um, this is a while ago, I was in first class and I was on the window seat and I was coming from LA to New York and I was exhausted. And so I sit down and this guy sits down next to me and all I want to do is sleep. And this guy plops down next to me, puts his hand out. He's like, how you doing? I'm John. I was like, oh, great. So I, I shake his hand. I go, how you doing? I'm Greg. And uh, go. I put my head back down on the thing and I close my eyes, just black him out. And then the plane takes off and then he gets up and like everybody's like, John, and they're shaking his hand and he's signing autographs. And I'm like, suddenly I'm awake. I'm like, yeah. all right, who's, who's John? And so then after a while he comes back and he sits down and, uh, and he goes, so, uh, so Greg, what do you do? And this was like, I had just gotten my first development deal. Uh-huh. And so this is going back to like, you know, 97 maybe. And so I was like, well, you know, I'm a comedian, but uh, I'm getting into TV now. I got a big deal at Fox. Really? You, know. you told them all? So, yeah. yeah. You know how yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. First year, your douchebag year in right. show business when right. something finally happens. And so so I'm talking about myself for a while, and then I go, so what do you do? And he says, I'm an actor. And I said, what have you done? Which is just <laughs> right, right. an asshole question. Right. And he goes, uh, won an Oscar. <laughs> Oh, was John Voight? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like he, I've heard that story before. Well, because his face totally changed over time. You know, oh, okay. he, he had like, there was a decade or two where nobody saw John Voight. And so I, you know, I didn't recognize him. And uh, But then he was very cool. And like, he was actually flying home because he grew up in Westchester and so did I. And his dad was a greenskeeper at a golf course. Uh-huh. And his dad was like on his last legs and he was going to basically say goodbye to him. Oh, wow. And so it was a very emotional conversation. My father had uh, just died like two years before. Uh-huh. And so we were talking about father's dying and whatever. And then he gave me his phone number and he gave me his home address. And wow. Wanted to keep in touch. It's and, weird because he's like a pretty right wing dude. And he's yeah. like, and yet clearly very friendly and nice to you. Well, I didn't tell him I was. Right. I mean, I, I don't mean that. But he was very, yeah, he was very warm and right, and so. Uh, but I never called him or reached out because I just felt like, yeah, it's like we, yeah, we were flew together. We don't, yeah, this is not, there wasn't magic, right? Well, what about Jesse Eisenberg? How'd you guys end up hanging out? We met, um, weirdly, I think we met at like a Dwayne Reed on a few days after nine eleven when I knew his sister from somehow she was sort of on the comedy scene on some level or used to go to shows and I knew her and she lived in my neighborhood and. uh she was with, I think they were together, buying, and we were just all buying candles. Mm. And uh, I, don't, I guess, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know him real well, but, you know. Just buying candles of, to put out at the yeah, memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a weird way to meet. And then we just, over the years, would run into each other. And, really? Yeah, we're not like super tight, but we're, we're friends. Do you text him? I don't even have his number, but I I'd, I'd have his email address. And he so also you- wrote a forward for my book, Red... I asked him because he was living in another state, and I said, "Would you? This is a long shot. Would you read the intro for the audiobook? Yeah, I'll do that. Nice. Did that. Uh, yeah. So he's he's nice. But like, if you if you're doing a show in L.A., will you uh, email him? Well, he lives in New York now. But, oh, so or, you email. I mean, him I don't know where he he actually lives in Indiana, actually. But oh, I don't know if I was supposed to reveal that. But uh, I think you could probably say what state yeah, Jesse okay. Eisenberg lives in. But uh, yeah. So then. Yeah, that's how I know him. But what about Louie? You still hanging out with Louie? I when I can get hold of him, you know, he's it's hard, right? It is hard. Yeah, he doesn't always get back to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, one way of putting it. Is <laughs> is I mean, it's it's good to hear that it, it's everyone. Yeah, is dealing with that. I haven't even reached out yet since I've been in New York, but I I probably will. He's actually, I think, because I'm not in New York a lot, he's usually pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, then, then I'll find out he's in L.A. for like two weeks, and I don't hear from him. Right. I, yeah, we used to hang out a lot. Now, I don't know, just is him getting busier. Yeah. But, yeah, it's often I'll send him a text. Lunch? I got my kids. Okay. D- dinner? Got my kids. Okay. Yeah. Bring your kids. <laughs> I'm kid-friendly. <laughs> I like your kids. Let's all go eat. I like your house. I like your house. Um. So... Do you, do you like, I mean, are you still touring a lot? I guess not, or a little bit? No, I'm out. I'm the same. I seem to work the same amount of weeks every year, even if I'm- How many is it? Like 20. Still, really? Yeah. Full weeks or, or- Thursday to Saturdays. Wow. Yeah. That's what I do. I won't do Sundays, and I rarely do Wednesdays. But I do, Thursday to Saturday I can handle. Yeah. And then I go out and, uh, you know, if I'm writing on TV shows, which usually like, you know, for the last like- 17 years I've written on shows every year and uh, then there's like once in a while there's a year where I don't write on a show but I'll still do the same amount of weeks because you get to a certain point where you know there's the clubs you want to work and the clubs you don't want to work and you can you can just pick the ones that you want yeah and then you know you just you realize like there's okay there's 20 clubs I want to work and then there's then there's there's one or two I still work that I don't want to ooh yeah Kind of want to know, but I don't want to reveal those names. But um, they uh, so you still like touring? No, you don't. Okay. I love doing stand up. I love the shows. I love uh, people coming out. I like you know you know how it is when you do the podcast and people come out and they're like, "Wow, I didn't know you're stand up. I just knew you from the podcast." Right. And it was really cool to come out and see you do stand up, and then you meet people like that. That's all good, but flying and staying in hotels is really tedious and and it's tough because. You know, like I really love my kids and I really right. love my wife. I, I've just, I feel weird even saying this, but like I have a hard time relating when my friends are like complaining about their wives. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got really fucking lucky. That's good. And so uh, I want to be around them. So it's hard. You know, it's a block of time. You're just not seeing your family. What um, have you tried? Have you done more corporates? That's the, Maybe that's the way I'd to love go. to do more corporates. Who do I call? I don't know. I'm not a guy who gets a lot of corporate. <laughs> I don't get a lot of corporate. No, it's like. You just hear the money for that. I know. Like, Tom Papa's making. He pulled out. He, he's got this Tesla that, that drives without him in it now. Oh, really? And he's like, I was like, oh, I got those corporate dates coming out. I mean, I, I'm kind of. Part of me is like, well, I'm too cool to do corporates, but I. Well, a few a creative, year. But. It's, it's you know guys go out and make twenty grand and and, oh, they, yeah. and they fly in first class. You stay in a great hotel. You, you yeah. get a great meal. Right. You do twenty minutes. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do an hour, and that's rough because you can't do politics. You can't curse. I've never like. Do you know my friend Tom Ryan? Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah. Like he lives in Atlanta, lot, right? No, he lives in he lives started in Florida, but he lives in New York. Oh, that's it. But he uh, he does a lot of corporates. But they, it was always like they always be like. It's always an hour for like for a lot of them it seems and it's like why would you want I know why don't you give your you know unless you're a superstar and they get you but like if it's a comic who's not super well known why don't you give them 25 minutes and right. then they let can your talk. guests talk to each other yeah go talk and eat and drink or whatever yeah. they're gonna do they've flown in from all points of the right. country so they, they can schmooze with each other holding them captive for an hour yeah but yeah I mean I c- corporate gigs are always I mean the ones I've done I'm always just like half of you is like I can't believe I'm getting this much money. And half of you is like, I'm sick to my stomach that I have yeah. to do this. Yeah. But, uh. I know, but I can handle that sickness. It's like when I used to do college shows, I used to do a lot of college shows. And those were, you know, some of the best experiences I've ever had on stage. Like sometimes you get a room full of kids that are just. Right. Fucking out of their minds and laughing at everything. And you just yeah. end up talking. You don't even do your Yeah, lines. yeah. And then you get that gig where you're at a. In a cafeteria and the sound system's bad and no one shows up and and then you really hate yourself that night. Yeah. When um let's talk about hotels. What are we looking at? You got any preferences that are worth None. It? That's one thing I've never been on top of. Well the problem is, is a lot of times you work a club and they they keep the points because uh, I don't they're let paying them do for that. it. Really? No, that you can get the points, just put your number in. I do it all the time. Really? I've had that thing where they're like, yeah, we already had a uh, Hilton Honors number in there. Okay, well, you're going to have a new one in there. <laughs> you're going to delete that one, and you're going to put in this one. But, no, I got. I have never once booked a hotel room from points, and yet oh, I'm yeah, in hotels year-round. Yeah, you should do it. Yeah. Just make sure, just when you walk in, say, I want to give you my merit yeah. or whatever. 
I like the married a lot. I like the I like the Hyatt a lot. Holiday Inns have gone downhill. Really? Yeah. The Holiday Inn Express is pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, the Express isn't bad. Some of them have just are out of date. Some of them feel very like seventies. I feel like they're all like all the chain ones are uh, interchangeable kind of. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't know a big difference between a Marriott Courtyard by Marriott and a Hilton Garden Inn, but. But the Hyatts have these really cushiony beds. They have yeah. like those those like feather mattresses. What's uh, what are some of the best hotels you have? You ever get an occasional good, amazing hotel? Um, well, when I worked Lake Tahoe, they used to give you. Um, they used to give me the penthouse. Like, you know how, like, Vegas and Tahoe, they still right. have that mentality of, like, hey, we take care of the performer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so they give me the suite. And uh, and so uh, I bring my family up because they, they're skiing, like, at the bed. You ever do Lake Tahoe? I've never been to Lake Tahoe. Oh. I hear it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And um, you stay at the base of the mountain, and you can literally go from the hotel to the bottom of the lift of the mountain. Uh-huh. So my family would come, and then we just, I'd do the show at night. There's only one show a night. But it's a long week. It's like like Wednesday through Sunday, which I only do because I'm bringing my family. Right. And then we ski Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, right. And they take care of it. They take care of the lift tickets. Uh-huh. And they get a limo that takes you from the, uh, from you got to fly into Reno and then drive up there. So they get the limo, takes care of you, and then they give you meal tickets. So the whole week, you're just getting free meals at all uh-huh. the restaurants. They take they get cover your family's food also? They give. They usually slide me extra tickets for my family. Which club is this? Uh, it's an improv. Oh, how are the shows? They're not bad. You know, you anytime you do a show in a hotel, you think it's going to be all like people traveling. Mm-hmm. It's never people traveling. It's always people that live in the town oh. that come out. Well, that's not bad. Like you remember catching Princeton? Yeah, I do. Still going? No, it's not. It is. No shit. Yeah. You still do it? No, I haven't done that in years. That's one of those clubs. Like I can't believe it's still going. Do you do tri-state area shows? Yeah, yeah. Like governors and stuff. I haven't done governors in a while, but I've done governors. I kind of like governors. Yeah, I haven't done that in a long time. I think they got a few clubs now, governors. Um, but yeah. What I about mean, Stress Factory? You do that? I've done that a number of times. It's in my book. Is it? Yeah, I mean, I talk about the crank, the prank call. I, I don't know <laughs> if they still do that. But. <laughs> they do. Do they? Have you done it lately? <laughs> Um, the last time I did it, I can't remember if they did it last time I did it, but they, yeah, they still do it. And they do like the, uh, before the show starts, they show like right. the, the funniest clips of the funniest movies of all time or, on nine volume. Yeah. Or when animals attack, they sh- yeah. I saw one where like, oh yeah, that's good. Um, the cat <laughs> bit that guy in the crotch, right? And now it's showtime. Like, I don't, like everyone's kind of like, ooh, you're in pain because you're witnessing a guy getting his crotch bitten by a cat. Um, I know I was going to ask you about the, uh, I don't know if this, people ask you about this. People always say I look like this dude on House of Cards. I get that all And I always think like you actually look more like him. Yeah. But the other day, like maybe a week or maybe two weeks ago, I'm on the subway platform. And that dude standing on the subway platform. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I'd seen him once on the street prior, but he was like right, you know, 10 feet from me. Wow. And then we ended up on the same train, and I was like, you know, I didn't want to be like, hey, people say we look alike. Yeah. Uh, can I get a photo? Like, it'd be like the worst nightmare, but, yeah. and I didn't. But yeah. it was crazy because it was like, oh my God, I, this would be pretty cool because because so so many people have said that yeah that would be cool like hey I ran into my doppelganger on the on the B train yeah and uh, well you know what it is is it's not just that all of our hair is about the same length but you also have the same thing as me with like the shelved brow like yeah. the brow hanging over your eyes so they're almost in shadow yeah he's got that and we've got the cleft chin all three of us oh really yeah he's a good actor though he's a great actor yeah he's really good I yeah. would, I thought about going you know. Hey, you're really great on house cards. Yeah. But I don't know. He tweet. I, I get tweets that we look alike. And then um, one time I t- somebody tweeted, you should have him on your podcast. And then I just retweeted. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. And then he wrote something like, I'm a fan, maybe someday or something really right. vague. Right. And I let it go. I didn't I didn't chase it down. You ever book a guest on your podcast? Like, oh, like through Twitter, like ask somebody to be on your podcast? Um. No, I I don't think I have. I did it once in my life. I did it to Judd Apatow. I didn't know him. Really? Yeah, and somebody, 
I forget why I did it, but I just went, what would it take for me to get at Judd Apatow on my show? And like, literally within 15 minutes, he wrote, love to come on. I'm a fan of the pod. Turns out he's listened to like every one of my podcasts. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. He, he sort of actively wants, he did my podcast and he seemed to be like, I think he brought it up. He loves you. What? Judd loves you. Oh, does he? Yeah. Well, I love Judd. Um, Todd had to take a beat after he heard that information. I know. I was like, oh, well, a compliment. How do you do that? Yeah. Let's see what other shit we could talk about. I like talking about road stuff. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite club in the country? Like comedy club? Yeah. Road club, not counting New York Road clubs. club. Um, what's a good one? Oh, I know two that are, well, I'll, I'll go. I'll just start naming them. The club in Madison is fantastic. That's a great comedy on state. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking. I only did it once and I loved it. It's. I mean, they do every. They like really good about. I mean, they everything like you. I want to. I was almost going to tweet. Hey, comedy clubs, go to see a show at this club and then do what they do. Well, I would say the same thing about Comedy Works in Denver. Yeah, Comedy I, Works in Denver. Literally, you come into the club and they have these sealable pouches. Oh, that's yeah. That's and you new. have to put your phone in and they lock it. And then they give it back to you. So you still have your phone, but you can't get access to it. And then at the end of the show, on the way out, they'll unlock it for you. I wonder, like, isn't there a ways around that? Like, people must... Well, I'm sure. Yeah. But like, for the most part... Bring out, like, a spare phone and give it to them and they go here. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're plotting on getting around Denver's I wonder if people cell phone get roll. pissed off. I mean, people must be like, fuck you, man. It's my phone. I'm going to lock it on it's my phone. It's Denver. Everyone's high. They're like, um, whatever, dude. But uh, the club in Bloomington, Indiana is great. Never done Comedy it. Comedy Attic, really good. Really? Yeah, run another tight ship. The guy who runs it really, it, he runs it really well. No shit. Like he really like will throw you out himself. Is that close to Indianapolis? Um, How far is it? Hour or two? Maybe? But you fly into Bloomingdale. Bloomington? Bloomington? I think I did, yeah. But it's pretty close. I don't know. It's. I think it's doable. I'm going to get on that. All right, good yeah, to know. Yeah, that's a really good, good club. Good to know. That's a really good club. And it's small and it's um, well run. And the, yeah. He's just got them trained well. He's got right. the audiences trained. So I've never had an incident there. Yeah. Um, what else is good? I mean, I like the Punchline, San Francisco. It's a, the best. I mean, top two favorite clubs, San Francisco Punchline. But it's all, the, I mean, what they all have in common is that they uh, don't take shit from shitty people. Well, and they also have in common is that they're independently owned and operated. Yeah. And there's usually the same person that books the show is the same person that tells that's the true, yeah. staff how to behave. And yeah, that's true. Have you had that where like the waitresses are loud or the waiters are loud? Or... Oh, yeah. I've had that. It's really awkward because you kind of. Yeah. Well, and it's always like when the when the staff has been working there too long and like they all drink together after right. work. And, you know, so the manager doesn't want to like be telling anybody what to do because they're all friends. That's a problem. You need a little bit of turnover in the club. Yeah. I mean, they're often very nice, but sometimes you do get them where they're like, I didn't plan on working here this long. Okay. <laughs> so does that mean I can't have a good show? <laughs> does that mean you take your drink orders extra loud? Because, you know what I mean? They're just sort of like, this wasn't supposed to be this way. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is for now. And I didn't plan on being married this long yeah, either. Nothing's uh, going right in my life. Um. So do you, do you explore on the road? Do you go walk around? Not at all. No? You stay in your room? Stay in my room. Really? All I don't day? Do shit. All day. Well, because again, like because I have kids, when I go on the road, I'm getting everything done so I don't have to do it when I'm home. So I'll do my emails and I'll write and I'll like, sometimes I'll record a podcast by myself or like I'll interview like the feature act as a podcast. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then I'll work out. Oh, you will do that. Yeah, I work out on the road. I've lately started bringing. Like, to me, it was like, oh, I can't bring sneakers on the road. Then I, you know, I got some luggage that had a sneaker bag. It's like, oh, I guess you can really. That's just, all it took for you, you to just, exercise. <laughs> but I mean, it's, I will now at least because sometimes it's like I used to be like, oh, no, that's that's when you get you're on vacation when you're on the road. Yeah, you're in a hotel. You're not working out. <laughs> and then it's like sometimes you'd be like, well, I kind of bored. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's a new brand of treadmill. It's different from the one I'm using. Uh -huh. Might be a fun little variety. Oh, it's exciting. Way. But it's still, I hate it. I know Wait, I've tried sw swimming on the road a little bit. No shit. But I'll swim for 10 minutes. And I mean, last few times I did, I swam like literally three laps and was like 
we're going to be going to the hospital if I do a fourth lap. Yeah. Like heart. What do you mean? You, like if it's a hotel that has a pool? Yeah, yeah. Like swim inter- laps. Yeah, yeah. I don't look for. Here he's dodging kids. Yeah, I know. But usually, you know, especially our hours, you know, like yeah. you do it at four o'clock in the afternoon. And- I cannot swim in a pool that anybody else is in except for like maybe my family and close friends. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, it's, I've always been lucky in that. It's just like, you know. It's empty. Maybe. No, but I mean, even then, like, I can't go in a hotel pool. Oh, you mean that? Oh, because it's shared. Yeah, like, there's people. Hygiene stuff. Yeah, people don't wash before they go. Yeah, in a they pool always like say that. you're supposed. You read those rules, like take a shower before you go Nobody in. Nobody does. And like, I don't. I was like, I didn't even do that. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm thinking about. it. I'm disgusted. But you explore on the road. You go out. Oh, I mean, I don't like be like. All right, nine a.m. I'm going to wake up and they're going to do this and they're going to do this. But yeah, I kind of want to see. I don't want to sit in my room. I go crazy. Madison, I was like, I'm going to explore because I'd heard so many thing, good things about the city. It's one street. Madison is one block that runs from City Hall down to like the right. train station. And, and that's it. But I wasn't uh, impressed. Really? I'm trying to think where I had coffee. What do you go to? Like museums? I go to like coffee shops. Oh, all right. Well, that's not really exploring. <laughs> I mean, you don't get, when you're in Louisville, you don't but go to I'll, like the bat. Or I'll go for a walk or like, like. I heard about a Laotian restaurant Mm -hmm. in Madison. Neil Hamburger told me about it. And I got a lift and I fucking went there and ate lunch by myself. Yeah. And it was good. I get massages on the road. Do you? Yeah. Like, do you do like, use an app like like one of those? No, I just hit massage on my Google Maps. Oh, really? So you'll go there or will they come to you? Well, sometimes it's in the hotel. Like they'll have a spa in the hotel. I'll go to that. Otherwise, like, yeah, if you put massage in, it's usually pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I do know. I I guess I could have figured that out. Do and you get massages? I've had them, but I rarely get them. I always feel like sometimes I feel like like I there are a couple of apps that I haven't used them yet where you, they'll just come to you. Oh no shit! With a table, yeah, really, yeah. Maybe you can get them to oh, be sponsored like on your podcast. Yeah, I'll tell you later. But um, I haven't used them yet. But yeah, they. I don't know if they're in every city in the country, but. Yeah, it's it's like Uber for massage. Wow! And they show up with the table, and it's amazing. Say kind of what you want, and so amazing. But I feel like that would be good because I feel like sometimes like going to a place and getting dressed or getting undressed for whatever, like that almost undoes the relaxation. Yeah. But you know what? I, I'll get pedicures on the road. You ever do that? Shut the fuck oh, up. Seriously. Todd Barry gets yeah, pedicures. It's like, it's, uh, it's I'm not, texting that. I'm fucking you, tweeting oh, that. I'm saying it on my very famous very popular podcast so you sit in the chair oh man really i did that where did i just do that in philadelphia <laughs> that's great you know it's just like that amazes me because my feet get banged up because i'm just i don't know i got flat feet and they get all callousy and it's just like i did a show with louie once it was great where there was like we were singing at a four seasons in dallas and it was like it was like in Dallas, but not nowhere near the city. So it was like, yeah. it's really like, well, this is a really nice prison I'm in. Uh-huh. That's the way I look at the free room at the Four Seasons. But then we had like a hundred dollar credit was added to our room. Yeah. So I could just do whatever for a hundred dollars. And I went and got a pedicure and you just like, nice woman gives me a peach iced tea, talks to me, plays with my feet, does <laughs> whatever they do. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, it's just relaxing. Were they like, they uh, Have you shave ever had one? down? No, they, they shave like, down they like the calluses. And there's like five different lotions and scrubs that they put on it. And it feels good. You clip your toenails? Yeah, they clip your toenails. And they, they'll they'll kind of trim your calluses or whatever. Um, but she didn't put any uh, polish on or anything. No, they offer you that, but I don't do that. Yeah. But And so then you that, that turned you on to it. And now that's something you look for. I will sometimes do it. Like some cities just feel like I don't smell like I do it every every city but like in portland maine i went to one this one that's like a tea room where they do foot treatments mm-hmm. it's like a combination so you sit there you sip tea and you're like wow you know it's something amazing it's easy yeah you know sometimes it's a little like all right this, that was kind of like 70 dollars, but or whatever it costs but it's a little bit of an indulgence but why not why not you work hard i work you hard don't spend, like you don't go on vacations a lot i, mean, I need I to think. i went to japan did, on vacation? By myself a few years ago. Shut up. I did. What's wow. The, what's the new shut up thing? I know that's <laughs> you're like a teenager. <laughs> shut up. Um, you went by yourself. Yeah. You ever been? No. You gotta go. Well, so, now you got a girlfriend. Shouldn't you be going on vacations with her? We've gone away a few times. Where'd you go? We, uh, well, she's, I brought her on the road with me. She came to Philly. That's not a vacation. 
Austin. Uh, well, we what we once did was nice because we were both working on various some projects. Uh, we just got an Airbnb like Shut in, up. in upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> do you do Airbnb? Yeah, I, Air, I Airbnb'd. I told you before about my apartment, but the truth is that I, when I first came here, there was a writer's strike scheduled for May 1st. Right, and it, was, right. it was averted. But I, so I didn't have an apartment, even though we were supposed to be flying to New York May 3rd uh-huh. to start work. So I didn't want to lose a month's rent, so I didn't get an right. apartment. So May 2nd, I got online, I got on Airbnb, and I looked it up. And all I wanted was to be close to work, because I just didn't want to travel yeah. around. So I found a place in Greenpoint right near work. And it was a couple had a two-bedroom apartment, and they had another room. And I was like, all right, I'll try that. Really? You didn't pick the entire room, entire home option? (laughs) You chose like, you're like a backpacker? I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like you're living with them? I'm living with them. So I get there, and they have like a living room that has just enough room for a couch and a TV and some plants. Oh, my God. And so I go into my room, and there's no desk. So I'm like sitting on the bed, cross-legged like a college student with my computer. Oh, my God. And so I lasted like three or four days, and they were really nice. And I said to them, I go, look, this isn't where I go. And they go, yeah, we kind of thought it was weird, too. Yeah, you're like the only person over 18 who's ever rented this. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're old and you've got like a really good job right. on a big TV show. Yeah, you got to choose the entire home <laughs> option on Airbnb. <laughs> How much did that cost you? A lot. It was like, it was like, I don't know what it was daily, but it was like $2,300 for the month. And so now I got another place that's tw- that's my own for twenty six hundred dollars a month. Oh, you were gonna get it for the whole month, the Airbnb, the other one? Yeah. What did I know? I've never Airbnb'd it. I've never rented an apartment since right. I was, you know, single. So you were gonna have a, two roommates <laughs> for a month, a couple. Wow. Were they a young couple? Yeah. That's he funny. was a chef, and she's uh, works in a hotel, and uh, I can't see their perspective because like. I wouldn't be like, honey, you want a stranger living in our apartment with us? It's weird. They do it all the time. I mean, I looked at their reviews. They had like 51 reviews. Good reviews? Yeah. That's why I stayed there. Wow. Yeah. So you you, so you so hadn't rented an apartment, then you're suddenly like, oh, I'm going to work now, so I need an apartment. For, yeah. Okay. And were they cool about letting you not stay the totally whole Totally cool. Well, she's in the hotel industry, so I guess she was... You know, like, she gets it. It's like, why don't you hook me up with something? Yeah. Why don't you hook me up with something? She actually offered. Really? She said, if you need a room for a while. And I said, I already found a place, but thanks. And um, they give me a buyout for the summer. The show gives me a check uh-huh. just for the whole summer. Does that cover your air and everything? No, then I get another check for air. I get three business class flights. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Right. Plus, they give me a lot of money for housing. And you could pocket the rest of it? Yeah. That's always nice, right? Right. You get that little like $500 for travel and it's like $120 round trip. Oh, oh. Great feeling. It's like your DVD money. Right. You know? I remember you talking to you about that. Yeah. Do you sell stuff on the road now? Just my DVD. People still buy DVDs? Yeah. Although t-shirts are the way to go, right? You bring t-shirts on the road? No. Because I, I don't want to bring now. I mean, I've just been bringing my book on the road, but. That's heavy. Or I actually, even better than that, they've, my publisher will set up a bookstore to be there no shit so I'm, i show up and they're like hi i'm i'm joan i'm really from whatever bookstore and how and then i have a cash register here and a yeah oh, so you don't get the cash though then no but i mean if, i do eventually because it's no you know well i they have to pay there's a like little advance that they have to recoup but uh you're not gonna see any extra no, i don't money. think i'll see an extra i don't know if i'll see an extra money although it was licensed by a Russian publisher. So I think really? I'll see some of that. Uh, there you go. But, I don't um, know. Mine came out in hardcover, and then they made a soft cover, and I never saw another dime. Really? Yeah. Um, Simon Schuster. I don't know. I terrible. just crushed Todd Barry. I just crushed No, I, I wasn't into I, I, I mean, honestly, when I, when I figured, attempted to do the math, it's like, I don't know how it's worth it for them to give me- I know. What they gave me. Right. $25 million. <laughs> and then to send somebody out to the shows yeah. where you know they're not they're not selling 200 bucks. But they weekend. are selling. Like if they sell, you know, I sold like, 
in Philly over a few shows, I sold 70 books. Really? So that's good. I mean, that's... Damn, that's really good. That's something to where it's going to register that it's selling, you know? Yeah. But... And then you're signing them all? Yeah, I stand there, I sign them, and I... Yeah. And it's nice, because I don't have to deal with them. But like t-shirts, I... I don't know. I still... I would love to tour someday where I have handlers. Right. Like, I'd love to have like a security slat. Not that I need it, but someone to sort of move it along when there's maybe one person wants to talk to you for for five minutes yeah like kind of a lingering yeah situation what's your t-shirt say oh i don't have a t-shirt i thought you just said oh todd berry podcast Podcast t-shirts that's just the logo of the podcast oh but that's like that's an online order thing do those sell they did it initially but then they they kind of it's kind of died down a little bit people pick it up come on everybody wear it to one of my shows it'll make me so happy i'll sign it for free Let's talk about your dates, and then we'll we'll wrap it up, man. My dates, June 3rd. If you're in the New York area, I'm playing at the Bell House, which you say is a good place. It's one of my favorite places. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. Uh, it's I'm really excited. It's only my only big appearance in New York while I'm here, uh, June 3rd, and then I'm going to be in Baltimore in August at the... Um, Creative Alliance. The Creative Alliance. That's another August good place. 19th. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then otherwise, uh, doing spots in the city. But, you know, uh, and Fitz Dog Radio is the podcast. If oh, you yeah. Listen. And Todd Barry just did an episode that'll it's be coming good. out also. So the podcast is called Fitz Dog Radio. Yes. I think I knew that. Yeah. And then there's the uh, Sirius XM show I do on Mondays at 8 oh, East Coast God. time on, on Howard Stern's channel. Do you deal with him very much at all? No. Nobody. I don't deal with anybody. I've been doing that show for seven years. I've never, honestly, never gotten one single note from them about how to do my show. But you get paid for that? Yeah. Oh. A ton of money. I don't know how they afford it. Seriously? No. Can I have that show? Can I have a show? Uh, (laughs) Can I have your show? Can you give me your show? They, uh... Is it Greg Fitzsimmons.com? The Greg Fitzsimmons Show. Greg Fitzsimmons.fitzdog.com. Fitzdog.com. Yeah. Do you have Greg, Greg Fitzsimmons also? I do. They both feed to Yeah, the same there place. you go. Yeah. That's, that's the way you do it. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else you want to cover. Um, I guess I want to just say it's, you know, it's great to be on your podcast. I'm glad that guys like you are doing podcasts out of New York because originally it was all LA I podcasters. Know. And then now. You've got one, and you know Bobby Kelly, has got one, and it seems like there's a handful of good podcasts coming out of New York. I know. It's I need good. some more celebrity guests. Who do I get? Who's my next big one? Who's the biggest star you've had on your show? Um, Carl Reiner was like the biggest thrill for me. I was really excited to have him on, and he was great. He was yeah. so sharp. Like you know, I'm asking him stories about like him being in uh, the Korean War uh-huh. and like you know little detail. He like remembers everything. All wow. like all funny stories. Um, I don't know, biggest biggest celebrity. Um, I don't know. Like I've had a lot of big names, but I'm just like blanking on who's a, who's a big name. Rose, I don't know, Roseanne Barr. She yeah. big. John Hamm and uh, um, I gotta get John Hamm on. Yeah, he's easy to get on. He'll come yeah. on. Um, yeah, Louie and uh, Zach. Zach comes on a bunch. So I've never had Louie on my podcast. Really? For some reason, like, there's certain comedians who I would feel weird. Maybe because I would feel like Louie wouldn't want to be on it. Right. So I would feel that in the air. Not, like, against me. It's just because he's maybe... He's shy in his own way. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I know he doesn't like to impress, so we probably... Yeah, but I, mean, but I, I wouldn't look at it as press. No, I would look... Here's the thing you got to do, is what I say to people is, I'll come to you. I'll yeah. you know, I got my little, I got my portable thing right here. Yeah. Show up at your house. I'll stay an hour and we're done. That's what I did with with Jared Apatow. And, yeah. Uh, you went to his house? I went to his apartment. Because I was like, you know, I'd rather do it there because I want to see this apartment. Yeah. It was nice? Yeah, it was very, yeah. it was very big. You see there. his house in LA. Holy Must be shit. ridiculous, right? It's so nice. Is that where you have meetings here? No, but it's he's on the west. He's got offices on the west side. Okay, but he's not ridiculous. Like it's a, just a nice house. It's just well done. You yeah. know, um, I had Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys on. That was a really big deal. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. How'd I mean, you, it wasn't a good interview because he's very. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a little off. How'd you get that one? Sirius XM helps me get guests sometimes because I'll have them on my uh-huh. radio show and then I'll have them on my podcast as well. Like yeah. I'll do back to back. 
and um, which I want to do with you, but you said no. Uh, <laughs> well, I did. I've been here. We've been talking for four Well, we'll hours. do it another time. If yeah, I, yeah. you know, Later on this summer, maybe I'll come and interview you for the serious okay. show. You t- but you kind of took it off the table. I didn't say no. You said that you would do those, but then we wouldn't do yours. Right. I guilt-tripped you into into a... Well, I, I knew that it was a victory for you because when I said, all right, we'll just do mine and yours, you wrote back, yes, with an exclamation <laughs> Well, it just point. seemed like if talking to you for an hour and 20 and then starting it up to yeah. try to reverse it. It's a like, lot. I was just worried, like, oh, shit, we're going to... Rogan does three hours. Does he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know Pete Holmes, his podcast is long. Is it? Yeah, yeah, his is like three hours sometimes, too. I think it's good because you sometimes you break through a wall after like an hour and a half and uh-huh. all of a sudden it's like... I don't know. You almost forget more that you're doing a podcast. Right. And it can get really good. Well, that's what's fun about it is when you just shoot the shit and there's like no yeah. rules. and Right. But Greg, let's end it. It's about an hour. That's good. You planned on 45. We did yeah, an hour. Yeah, we did. We did about, uh, I'm going to say 56 minutes. Yeah. Maybe. Good. Thanks for being here. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. People, I'll see you uh, hopefully sooner than the last time that you were waiting for this. <laughs> Ooh, that was awkward. Okay. Bye, everyone. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax, participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.